Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. It's time to grab your cup of coffee or tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening in the stars above us. Happy weekend, or almost weekend for everybody. Fry yay, as we call it. I hope it's going to be a great weekend. It seems like there is some really good stuff lined up for us for the weekend. Not a crazy kind of weekend. It'll be crazy in the Hickox household, though, as we are getting Terry ready for his surgery on Monday. He's having a partial knee replacement of his left knee, the feminine side. Mm. And um, that is so early in the morning. We have to be there at like 6.30 a.m., which means for us where we live, we have to leave probably by 5 to 6, 10 to 6, something like that, in order to be there on time. Yuck. But it's okay because the end result is going to be that he is going to feel so much better. Uh, so your good thoughts will hopefully be with us on Monday. I will not be on air on Monday because obviously I'm going to be sitting in the hospital with my husband um, waiting for the results of the surgery. But good morning to those of you checking in early. I see Julie out there. It's nice to see you. And Pam Zaruba, hello. And I see abundance for today's topic. Indeed, it is. And we're going to talk about it from a lot of different points of view because there's more than just one thing going on that points us in that direction. Uh, Lynn Volkart, it's good to see you. She says, yay, caught you live. I'm so glad. Wonderful for you to be here. Teddy, good morning. Um, so you know my husband's a twin, and they're identical twins, he and his brother, Teddy. And Teddy had his knee done, what was it, in March, TJ? Uh, February, something like that. He said he, it was the same, same knee, <laughs> and they have the same surgeon. So I'm always having to make sure, look for the Teddy or the Terry, right? Which one, whose chart are you looking at to make sure they have the right person? It's too funny because, you know, they always ask for your birthday. And I'm like, that ain't going to do any good because they have the same birthday, same last name, same issues, it seems like. They always seem to have the same issue at the same time. Or if not, one will have the issue and the other one is feeling it. And I've seen that happen so many times in uh, my relationship with these two. Uh, it's just amazing. February. Okay. So that was a long time ago. And you're doing so good now with that knee. I love it. Nargis, good morning. It's good to have you with us as well. And uh, let's just jump in, shall we? You know, this morning, I've had a crappy, I don't want to call it a crappy week. It's been a, a crazy week. Um, we had a wonderful weekend, the three-day weekend. We had a baby shower on Sunday, Sunday. I can't even remember what day that was. And then it just seemed to crumble after this, right? I, I broke a tooth. My daughter broke a tooth. Uh, someone else told me they broke a tooth. My sister-in-law broke a tooth. <laughs> so we've all had teeth issues going on, which is specifically a Saturn issue. Right. When we think about the body parts and what happens in the body, like the knee is also a Saturn issue. So TJ and Terry, your your um, knees have something to do with Saturn. And then again, teeth are also Saturn. Right. So funny thing, because I could not go to sleep last night, no matter how tired I was. I laid in bed, tossing and turning, tossing and turning. And I looked out my bedroom window and there's Saturn, big as you please. Uh, off to the northeastern sky. And it was so bright, right? At first, I thought, no, that 
I thought it was Venus. And then I went, no, it can't be. Venus is now the morning star. So it's not Venus. So it has to be Saturn or Jupiter. Pretty sure it was Saturn, especially since Saturn now is at one of its brightest that it gets uh, in its approach to Earth. Uh, in fact, I had I heard somebody say that you could actually even uh, with binoculars see some of the rings around Saturn. That's how bright he is at this point in time. So big deal with Saturn, you know, sitting uh, in Pisces. So bringing up issues from the body in terms of teeth, <laughs> knees, connective tissues and joints, right? Arthritis that type of thing. Uh, yeah, so we have things to deal with. Um, but for the most part right now, as we head into the weekend, we're going to be under the influence of Jupiter trining the sun. And for those of you who are kind of new um, with me, the trine, the words that connect the two planets. So Jupiter trine sun, right? The trine, that word is just a descriptor of the relationship that the two planets find themselves in. The geometric relationship that they're in that connotes a sort of energetic exchange between the two. A trine is a 120 degree angle between the sun and Jupiter. And the trines are always favorable. They're favorable. They're benefic trines or benefic trines are lucky in some kinds of ways. The thing with trines, though, is that it's so easy. It's so easy to get things done that sometimes we just sort of get a little lackadaisical about what we're doing and uh we may you know just say oh yeah it's just happening it's so great but if we had just put in a little more effort a little more focus it could have been super great right so we have to watch ourselves with trines even though they're awesome we have to be a little careful because we can get complacent right? We can get a little lazy. So that particular relationship is a good one, but there are a couple of things to watch out for, little pitfalls like there is in anything that we talk about in astrology. Now, a trine, again, also puts the two planets, uh, in this case, Jupiter and the sun, in like elements, and the element is Earth. Jupiter's in Taurus, the sun is in Virgo, Earth signs tell us that we have to dig in, that we have to work, we have to serve, we have to put some effort into whatever it is that we're doing. And that's also built up by the fact the trine can make that effort seem effortless um, because if we would just apply ourselves a little more, then we would have a bigger bang for our buck, so to speak. So those two planets are uh, activated today. They are in that trine aspect today. Started a day or so ago, will be exact today, and then will be uh, waning through the weekend. So Jupiter trine the sun is so favorable, it gives us a really good dose of optimism right? There's confidence here. There's expansive nature, but they're both in earth. So we want to be down on the earth. We want to be practical. We want to be organized. We want to make sure that everything is working in a pattern or in a routine without getting boring, right? So here's the, here's the negative that can play too, is that sometimes we get so caught up in a routine so caught up in a habit that we don't ask the question, why am I doing it this way? Is there a better way, 
right? So that's the opportunity here is to create more um, abundance or to create more access to expansiveness. What might I need to do differently? Right. What might I need to see from the bigger perspective? Jupiter always has that bigger perspective. Remember, he's the planet that really in um, our pantheon of planets is very magnetic. And so he tends to be the source. Of, he's like a, a cosmic vacuum, actually. And he draws to you the things, the experiences um, that you have been focused on. When you're focused on the not so positive, then you get more of the not so positive. But when you're focused on the positive, you get more of the positive. Now, that's a little simplistic, but it's pretty much how that works. So if you want abundance, but you see lack, then where's your focus going? Is your focus going on that lack or is your focus going on, on abundance? Right. If your focus moves to abundance, then that's what will start to be attracted to you, where if you focus on the negative uh, end of things, lack or scarcity or I don't have enough, I'm not enough, then that's what you get more of, such is the case with the planet Jupiter. So this right now is a really good time for you to pursue your goals, your dreams right, to take those action steps that you need to do, the ones that you need to take in order to expand your life. So seek new opportunities, right? Don't be afraid. Don't don't uh, exhaust yourself, you know, staying stuck where you are, because I'll tell you what, it's more exhausting to stay stuck than it is to actually take steps to move in the right direction. Express your creativity. The sun holds the source of your creative energy. It is the source of your creative energy. Jupiter can expand that or expand your, I can never be creative, right? I am, I'm not good enough or I'm not confident enough. Um, neighbor cat visiting. And so you've got to, again, be careful about what it is that you are focusing on. We may also, on the other side of things, feel more generous, more giving, and uh, maybe some, you know, more adventurous the explorer part of ourselves maybe comes out. We might be more enthusiastic about life, feeling buoyed by that Jupiter trine sun. Um, that energy tends to lift us up, empower us, um, make us feel more happy, perhaps. Slippery slope, that one, because you can't pursue happiness outside of you. Happiness is an inside job, but we might feel more of that happiness, right? That more uh, enthusiasm for life in general. Now, your positive energy can attract more positive energy in the form of maybe money or opportunities or people, um, uh, experiences for, uh, or uh, um, uh, positive experiences of you know, change or transforming of your life in some way. It might be about growth and uh, growing in many different ways, right? Not just mentally with knowledge or with um, experiences of learning, but experiences with other people or with travel or with doing something completely different that you've never done before and finding that you really are excited about doing something different. And of course, positive people might also be attracted to you, those people who can help support you in achieving 
those goals or dreams that you have, right? But again, if we're stuck, if you get caught in this rut and you're, you know, complacent, those new opportunities won't find you, right? Sometimes we have to go so that the opportunity can find us, right? So it's lucky. There is a lucky streak that goes here. It can bring us success. It can bring us abundance. It can bring us joy, but we have to be ready to contain it, to allow it. And that brings me to another word that I think I threw out there in the description of the day, uh, the day's talk, um, because in human design, when we look at where Jupiter is right now in terms of gates, right? The gates, the 64 gates of your human design all describe the various traits that can be expressed through your DNA. And we all have all of the human design. You're not missing any of it. It's just different in how it might be impacting you personally, okay? But Jupiter is sitting at the gate two. Now the gate two is the most yin gate in all of the 64 gates. By yin, I mean distinctly feminine, right? Yin is passive, it's receptive, it's feminine energy, right? Not to be mixed up with women and men. It doesn't have anything to do with that. It's just this, this great energy of being receptive, of being creative, of being the receptacle of allowing for abundance, allowing the key word here. Right. If you're holding, you know, a cross up in front of you, um, you know, by your thoughts and your emotions and your heart saying, no, I, I don't deserve this or I don't ever get what I want, then allowing doesn't open up and bring in the abundance that you seek. It sort of blocks it. Right. The universe hears that you want to keep that whole right? That you want to keep that void. Nope, don't fill that with good stuff. I just want to keep, you know, being in victim stance and uh, not uh, doing what I need to do in terms of creating something new, right? Or being open to something new. So the gate two really takes us into the idea of being receptive, because if we're not receptive, then, you know, it's like, blocking, like you're wearing some kind of big helmet that <laughs> saying, nope, no new ideas, no new opportunities, no new nothing, right? I'm not open. I'm closed. And that could be a problem, right? The problem can be that you're not open. So you have to be open to receiving and then you have to allow. You have to feel almost deserving, if you will, right? Sometimes we think about abundance in terms of money, right? It could be money, it could be opportunities, it could be abundance is everything, right? Sometimes we think of abundance in terms of what do I deserve? Now, I guarantee you consciously, you're not saying I don't deserve to have everything I want. But underneath it, underneath the world, uh, underneath your in your subconscious, let's call it, in your in your deeper mind is the feeling that you're a bad person or you've done bad things or um, you don't deserve to have good, which is so, it's such a freaking lie, right? That is one of the biggest lies we tell ourselves that we don't deserve or that we don't, we haven't earned it. 
Well, I can tell you from a metaphysical point of view, you don't have to do anything to earn opportunities or money or abundance. That is a fallacy, right? All you have to do is be open to it and align with it. It becomes an alignment thing, right? Aligned by what do I mean by alignment? So I, I was on the road a lot yesterday, so I had a lot of time to think about these kinds of things, right? So I'm thinking about how when we're driving, we align our cars on the lane, in on the road, that's going to take us where we want to go, right? If I turned my car around and put it in reverse or, or went the opposite direction of where I wanted to go, I ain't going to get there, or at least not anytime soon, right, until I decide to turn around. Alignment is like that. Alignment with abundance is like that, right? You're on a road to achieving X, Y, Z, whatever that might be, right? Could be whatever it is. And if you are not aligned with it, if you are not thinking about how awesome it's going to be when you have this in your life, if your heart is not open to you being able to have what you love, what you want in your life, and if your emotions, your gut is pointed in a different direction, fear is the big one, right? Fear pointing you away from it, you're out of alignment. So your cars go doing this, right? Your your steering wheels wobbling because you can't you can't get to where you're going if you're not in alignment. So the energy right now is about our helping helping us to come into that alignment with what you desire. Now here's the other thing that I hear a lot from people. I don't know what I want. Mm-hmm. Raise your hand out there. I can't see you, but raise your hand out there. I guarantee you everybody's raising their hand because sometimes we just don't know what we want. We have this vague sort of thing like I want to be able to pay my bills. Yeah. While that's a noble thing, is it really a thing? Right? Maybe it's better to look at what paying the bills represents to you. What does that represent? So everything that we have, ha hey, cousin, Emily's out there. I, good to see you. Great joining us from somewhere in Canada, but I'm not sure where in Canada. Uh, but thank you for joining us today. Um, so the, the process of then finding what you want has to be personalized. It has to come from within you, right? Maybe what I really want is financial security. And that's not a bad thing to say that I want, right? That That's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. So know what you want, right? Maybe it's a thing that you want. I want to buy, I want to buy a motor home, right? I want to buy a motor home to be able to take vacations. That's one of these like big dreams I have. Bigger dream because they're usually expensive, right? So I have this bigger dream out here. Um, but that's not enough, right? I, but I have, that's your first stop. First stop on the uh, get what you want bus is to know what you want. And once you know what you want, then comes the alignment, aligning with it. I have to be able to align with the fact that I can get that. I can do what I need to do in order to attract that into my life. Aligning. I have to make sure that my heart is in it. Do I really want this or am I just saying that I want this? 
but is it something that I really want? Do I really resonate it with it in here? Because if I do, then, then I'm coming into alignment, right? I've got my mind set on, I can have that. And even when the fear starts yapping at me, I can shut it off. And by saying, I, I recognize that that's a pattern that I am afraid I'm never going to get what I want, but I'm sure now that I can get what I want. My heart is aligned with it. The emotion now, the emotion. And the emotion is what is going to steer you in the right direction to get what you want, right? The emotion tells you your feelings, your moods are very indicative of how aligned or not you are with your heart. When you're feeling really good about what you're doing, you're feeling really positive about what you're doing, your emotions are calibrated to your heart and you're moving in tandem. You're moving in alignment. When your mood shifts and you feel different, um, you feel fear maybe, or you feel not good about what you're doing, it tells you something about the alignment is off. Now, it doesn't mean that you are focused on the wrong thing. It could be that you just had this thought process going on about, I'm never going to get that. Those are, you know, the one I really want is $100,000. How am I ever going to afford a $100,000 RV and pay all my bills and blah, 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 blah. Your mind got out of alignment and your mood is telling you that. Come back into alignment. Change your thoughts, align with your heart, and re-establish an emotional connection to what you desire. It sounds so easy, right? And it really is, but we have to be conscious about doing it because a lot of times we are so unconscious, right? Even, even those of us who are in the know, right? Even those of us who do this work all the time, who I sit here and I'm telling you all of this stuff and I get into the trap, right? So stay focused on what you love, but staying focused on what you love or on what you want is only about half the equation because the other part is to do, right? We live in a 3D world. We have to take action. So the actions that we take are when we're, when we're in alignment, move us closer to our goal or to our dream or to our wish or to whatever it is that we're, to the abundance, right? Um, but you have to take action. And often we are trying, I'm guilty of this too, trying to, we're taking action, but we're doing it in the same old way. It's kind of psychotic, right? Because we're trying to do something new but we're doing it in the same old way, but expecting a new result. I mean, I think that's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing, but expecting a new result doesn't happen. So we have to take new action, not just any old action, right? Which kind of means that, you know, in Virgo season right here with the sun in Virgo season, it might be good to have a plan, right? What are you going to do out there when you start feeling fear around being abundant or not being abundant, not getting what you want. What are you going to do? You have to have a plan. And the plan is, well, I'm going to take a new step, right? I'm going to, I'm going to step out there. I am going to be brave. I'm going to, to assert myself in some way and do something new. 
because I want to stay in this alignment, right? So mind, heart, emotion leads to right action for you to achieve your dreams. Now, here's another thing I hear a lot of times um, from, you know, people in general. They think, you know, like my goal, my, my want, my dream to have an RV seems out of reach. At this moment in time, it seems out of reach, right? Is it out of reach, though? Right? Am I pie in the sky dreaming? And here's what most metaphysicians will tell you. No. If it has come into your awareness and it then becomes something of a dream or something of a desire that you have, then it is absolutely possible for you to have it or it would not have shown up in your field of energy. So those of you who think, oh, I'll never have that fill in the blank. I'll never have that loving relationship. I'll never have that, um, you know, Hawaiian vacation or whatever it is. I'm never going to have good health. Of course you won't if you don't remember that because you've thought of that, because it's something you desire, it is absolutely in your field to have it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have thought of it. Otherwise, it wouldn't even occur to you. It would not occur to you to have great health if, by contrast, perhaps you were experiencing not good health, poor health. And you're over here going, but I, I want good health. But I'll never have good health. Right? Of course, you're not going to have good health if you can't believe and see that you can have good health. So what are you willing to do? How are you willing to align yourself back to good health? back to a loving relationship, back to peace, back to abundance, you name it, whatever it is that you want to create. If it's in your field because you say you want it, you can absolutely have it. All right. Uh, questions. Uh, Ottawa. Oh, okay, Emily. Um, but uh, Pam's Ruba, action, committed to astrology reading, stepping forward with an invitation with other healers. Boom. Asa, good morning to you. Uh, treat yourself says, funny, you're saying all this because my bathroom was not up to its usual par. So Jupiter has me there. And I started to manifest me getting more organized and on a daily routine, less napping yesterday. Uh, perfect, right? Action steps. And, you know, action steps all begin with something that you want, right? We, we might say that we want... Um, you know, uh, a, a more organized house, let's say that, let's use that, it's innocuous, right? But if you're just sitting in your recliner doing nothing about it, or you're so busy outside of the house doing 100 million things a day, is your house ever going to get organized? Right, we have to choose. And, and here comes our free will, here comes our choice. Your real true power is in your choices that you make. What choices would you need to make in order to have an organized or clean house? Well, I might have to get up, turn off the television, turn on some funky music instead, and get to cleaning or get to organizing, get to throwing out things, get to replacing things, getting to those cupboards, that closet. Oh my gosh, that's overflowing. I'm about, I need to do a, a revamp on my 
my uh, clothes once more because it's now getting to be colder and I need to get rid of the summer dresses and bring out the more fall winter clothes, right? That isn't going to happen if I don't do it. I've been thinking it to myself for the last couple of days. It's been really foggy and cold in the mornings, warm in the afternoon, but I mean, a, a strapless sundress, yeah, no, I'm probably not going to wear that again until next summer. But I'm not going to get any of that done if I don't take the action step. This is my whole point, right? Abundance, yes, it's about allowing, but then you also have to align yourself and then you have to take action to get to where you want to go or to be able to buy what you want to buy or do what you want to do. I hope that makes sense to everybody. If you have any questions about that, let me know. Now, I want to bring up something else that's interesting because now you, I, I know some of you are new out there. And if you are new and you don't understand the next part of the conversation, just hold space for it, right? Hold space for it. Uh, because now I want to move to human design for a minute uh, by a question that I got from a, a listener. Uh, must have been yesterday evening. And um, it's an important one because it has to do with generator energy. So pardon me if you're not a generator, it's okay. 70% of you out there at least are um, generator types or manifesting generator, right? There's 35% generator, 35% manifesting generator, put them together. We have 70% of you out there that might be in this dilemma of feeling blocked or feeling like you're going nowhere or feeling stuck. And what a, the natural inclination for generators in this situation is to leap, to jump out. I did this once upon a time in my life. I thought my astrology business was going nowhere and that, that, must, that I found that my best successes happened when I was working for someone else. So I leapt out of my own business on a whim and went to work for T-Mobile, great company. I hated it. I cried every day in my car at work because I had done the wrong generator thing. That energy of be feeling stuck, not going anywhere, caused me to leap, right, out. And then I had to do another leap back in, right, to course correct. A uh, uh, whole nother story. But at the time, I didn't realize that I was a generator. So a lot of you generators out there may have experiences like this, where you come to this point, we call it the plateau, in human design, where you've been working on things, you've been growing, things seem to be doing really well, and then all of a sudden, it kind of comes to a resting point. And when it gets to that point, we get nervous, or at least I do as a generator. Other of you generators might be able to, to pipe in and tell me how you feel. I feel like, oh, the universe must be telling me it's time to change. <laughs> like, head is telling me what my body seems to be saying, which is it's time to leap out and do something new. But what if that's not true? And most of the time for generators, it isn't true unless, unless you have something outside of you that acts as something for you to respond to. So for example, back to my uh, experience, this was way back in 2010, 2009, it was 2010. Um, 
there was no job outside of me that was calling me to it. It was a thought that I had in my head that said, hmm, this is going nowhere fast. I should probably get a job because that's where I did my best work, right? I was an award-winning salesperson. Shouldn't I go back to sales? <laughs> that's where I did good stuff. And yet I did the classic generator move. I acted without responding. Right? I was responding to an internal stressor, an internal dialogue, not something from the external world. There's a big difference here for generator types, right? So you always want to make sure before you leap out or in that you're in response, that there has been something outside of you and that your body, which is very powerful for generators and manifesting generators, because that sacral center is defined. Don't worry if you don't understand. I'm going to show you a chart here in a minute and I'll go back and describe it a little bit. That sacral center says, uh-huh, or uh-uh, in response to what is in your outer world. So if a job opportunity shows up and you're like, oh, yes, right? Your body's going, uh-huh, uh-huh. That tells you that it's right for you to take that next step. Explore the job opportunity. See how you feel as time goes on with that opportunity. Is your body still saying yes? Right? And it's a little deeper than this. I'm kind of simplifying it here. Because what happens quite frequently for generators and manifesting generators, who, by the way, are here to master something, right, or build something, is that there are times when we have to stop and integrate what it is that we've been learning or what it is that we've experienced. And on integration, you can't be still going uphill. You have to stay a little bit static, right? You have to let it all sink in. You have to let it percolate through and, and you know, be able to be worked with. And you can't do that if you're always on this uphill thing. So the, the stair step if you will, um, growth path for manifesting generators and generators, for sure generators, is that you are moving upward and then you come to a pause, a standstill, an integration point, and then it goes back up again. Frustration is the danger in this, right? Because we get frustrated and we want to just leap, right? Like I did. This was before I even knew human design though. So I can forgive myself, but it's a great way for me to see what what I was doing in my life, right? I would get frustrated. Things didn't seem to be moving. So I'd be like, I got to get out of here. Boom, jump. Nope, because I'm reacting rather than responding. And I'm reacting from something that's going on as an internal dialogue, not something outside of me that was prompting that. Okay, let me know if that makes sense to you guys, especially those of you who are generator types. Uh, if you're not a generator type, you still want to avoid leaping into things, unless you're a manifester. If you're a manifester, leap all you like, because you're creative beings, you're designed to do and take on a creative thing, initiate something, not necessarily stick with something. So it's a little bit different for manifestors, but even projectors in somewhat they're, they're maybe not responding viscerally to something, 
but they are waiting for an invitation to really be the leader or to orchestrate or to, you know, somehow lead um, to the next opportunity, right, or be led to the next opportunity. Irene from Sweden, nice to see you, she says, namaste, everyone, makes sense to me. I am a manifesting generator. Yeah. Now, manifesting generators have it a little bit more rough because you often get multiple opportunities at a time, right? I'm more straight line as a generator. Things seem to come, you know, sometimes they do come in multiples, but manifesting generators actually do much better when they're juggling, right? When you have multiple balls in the air or multiple opportunities that you're managing, you do better right? Because it somehow organizes your energy. When you don't have enough to do, you might find yourself in all kinds of uh, dramas. You might find yourself um, feeling sick, right? You are the ones that need to know, TJ, you are not a manifester. You are a generator, right? I know this because my husband is the same as you. <laughs> you are not a manifester, but I'll tell you what, here's what's funny. Only 8% of the whole population are manifestors. But literally 90% of people believe that they're manifesting, right? They're manifestors, that they're here to be creative, that they're here to initiate, that they're here to uh, leap from thing to thing to thing. <clears throat> not so, not so, Buffalo. Uh, our friend Asa out here, she's a manifester. Our friend Debbie out here is a projector. Um, I remember you guys because you're different. Um, I don't remember everybody else that's out there, I'm sorry. If Terry was out here, Terry Strauss, she's our reflector, right? Our less than 1% of the population that is a reflector. But at any rate, um, resisting leaping is the case, right? We don't want to leap out just because it looks like things have come to a standstill. And that's an interesting theme, right? This is a great segue for me to move into uh, the moon today, tomorrow, and Sunday early morning because the moon is in Cancer. Now I got to check that because for some reason my mind just went blank. Um, I thought it was Monday morning the moon shifts and it is. So today, tomorrow, Sunday until um, 9.37 a.m. Pacific time. So by Monday we have the moon in Leo. Uh, but the weekend mostly is going to be with the moon in Cancer. So I wanted to talk about that. Um, so I'm going to share my screen for a minute uh, because I want to show you the um, gates of your human design. First of all, for those of you who are new, this is a human design chart. And what I've highlighted here on this chart is the gates the moon will be moving through over this weekend period of time. So the moon in Cancer, as we know, is nurturing. This is a nurturing moon. It's about family and home and traditions, mother, or is it smother, right? Mothering or smothering. It is about our needs, inner needs. It's, it, it's the sign that the moon rules, right? The moon represents our inner needs, what we need to feel our best, right? And one of the greatest needs we have as human beings is the need to belong or to feel that we belong. And that connects us to our roots, to our families, our traditions, right? The first place where we learn about belonging 
It's in our families, right? It's our, our relationship with our mother and father, our relationship to our siblings, right? Those people that are closest to us in our, in our nuclear family, if you will. And then later, of course, we embrace a bigger picture of that when we go to school, right? Or we, we go to church and we, we seem to belong to a bigger group of people, right? So belonging is so important. This is why nurturing as a child, right? Having good parents or be, have, they don't have to be perfect parents, but having parents that are willing to nurture you and love you is so important to human beings. Because without that, you get sort of a slanted view of who you are, right? You might, if your parents ignore you, you might learn to feel like you don't matter, right? That you don't have value. Um, so our parents and you as a parent are so integral to your child or your children feeling like they belong, right? Now, there's also compassion in the nurturing energies of cancer. It's a sign that is very much about empathy, compassion, tenderness, intimacy, even, you know, being okay with sharing and being vulnerable, right? Vulnerable. Emotions. We know this sign to be emotional. The moon is because the moon changes faces so quickly. We've associated moods and moodiness with the moon and with the sign of cancer. There's a lot of sensitivity here, right? Sensitive to unseen um, vibes, if you will, right? Being in a group of people, but sensing somehow that something's not right, something's wrong. The invisible world becomes manifested through sensitivity in the sign of cancer. There's heartfeltness here. And but I, what I mean by that is that there's this depth of emotional connection that can happen in the sign of cancer. So of course, in my mind, I thought all the gates of cancer in your human design should be on the emotional center, right? Look at the emotional center. Here's the emotional center right here. And not one gate is defined on it with cancer energy. Like, hmm, I think it means that there is something more important for us to think about here rather than just the emotions of it all. What are, what is the, the emotional energy, like I said, is the energy that aligns us or calibrates us to what it is that where we need to be aligned right? It calibrates. It tells us when we're off kilter. It tells us when we're aligned, right? So interesting, no emotional energy with the moon moving through cancer. So what does, what's the first gate we have? And that's where we are today right now. We're at the gate 15 with cancer uh, in early cancer. We actually may have moved on a little bit by now because um, the moon actually moved into cancer late last night. But the first gate that got hit was the 15. It is one of the gates of love in your human design, right? We have four gates of love that sit right here on the identity center, the seat of the soul. This one happens to be the gate uh, in traditional human design, the gate of the love of humanity, right? The love for your fellow human beings. Uh, in quantum human design, this is called the gate of compassion. So one of the great loves that we come with is a cancer gate and it is the gate of the love of humanity, right? Loving, 
those people around you, having that compassion for what others are going through, right? So if we think about nurturing as the biggest energy for cancer, then it's nurturing our fellow human beings, our connections to our fellow human beings. And while it's not your job to fix everybody and their problems, which is another cancer trait, they try to get overly involved in fixing everybody, you can have compassion for somebody that's hurting or somebody that's struggling, right? Compassion. Then the moon moves on down to the gate 52. Now we have two three gates, the 39, well, we go from the 52 to the 39, then to the 53, and they're all on the root center. Now, I find this fascinating, that cancer energy is is equated with the energy of pushing out, right, of of being um, stable, of having security. Well, indeed, Cancer is one of the signs that values security, that values safety, that loves home and home and family and even traditions represent safety and security, right? So there's a big security orientation here with the root center, because if we have everything we need, then we can move ourselves out into the world to share our gifts or our talents with other people right? We can go on our hero's journey. We can explore, but we can't explore or at least not feel good in in the exploring if we don't have our very basic needs taken care of. The root center here manages what we need to be able to move out emotionally toward the emotional center, uh, physically toward the center of thriving and success or endurance, and also for doing, right? The, The root center pulses out to these different places. So the next pulse the moon will align us with is the 52. Now this is so interesting because this is called the gate of stillness. This is the gate where we come into a meditative pose perhaps. Uh, In the I Ching it is a standing mountain I believe it is or still mountain. What it reminds us of is the fact that we can't like just blow out into 20 different directions at one time without having taken a moment of focus, of stillness, to hear, listen to our inner dimensions, right? To look around us and see if you're a generator, manifesting generator, what is there to respond to? Is there anything to respond to? Or can I sit here in repose essentially, gathering up my energy, gathering up my focus so that I can take the next steps, right? So interesting cancer energy there. From the 52, we move down to the 39 and we hit all three of these gates today because remember the moon moves fast, right? So it's going to hit all three of these gates today and into early tomorrow will it be in the 39. This is called the gate of provocation. Now, this gate brings me to another conversation here because right now Saturn is sitting at the gate 55, the gate of abundance. That's the theme, right? Being reconnected here between Jupiter trying the sun and now Saturn having sat here for a bit and continuing to sit here through the month of September, reminding us that we are human beings not human doings. I would have thought when I was first doing human design that the gate of abundance would be on the sacral where we do, 
but it is not. It sits over here on the emotional center. Who it is we think we are inside, how we align emotionally with our heart here, with our identity here, and how we move that energy up to the throat center to manifest who we are, right? Or to communicate with others about what we know or about who we are. So we have the gate 39 with the moon, the emotion of provocation. Now provocation is also called recalibration in quantum human design. It is an energy where we have to realign ourselves with the spirit of abundance, right? So we get provoked to remember what it is that our divine connection is, right? Um, we get to, sometimes we are not being provoked, but instead we are the provoker, right? The provoker, the provocateur, uh, helping to align others with the spirit of abundance. Now, you know, the spirit of abundance with Saturn sitting here, tell, you know, Saturn is your duty, your diligence, your uh, structure, your form, your what your boundaries are, right? And this is a Piscean gate. Pisces is the gate 55, Saturn in Pisces, reminding us that, you know, we are divine. Pisces is all of the etheric out here, right? All of the woo, but that we are human and we have to align the woo with the true on the planet right, with the physical being on the planet. So this weekend, um, later today through tomorrow, we have the 39 provoking us to realign with that spirit of abundance. And then with Jupiter over here at gate two, um, oops, I didn't want to change that. Gate two, though, let's keep it purpley. There we go. The gate two and the gate 55, two great gates in your human design, indicating abundance, abundance through allowing and being receptive, abundance as a birthright. You deserve everything. And the only reason you don't get it is you don't align with it, or you don't take the steps to get to where you want to go. All right. So a provocation provoking us to move more toward the spirit of abundance. And then we move to the gate 53, which is called the gate of starting things, right? we got to get something started. Here we have a new beginning, potentially. Here we have this push, right? It's the root center. It's an impulse to push us up toward the doing of something, the sacral, right? The doing of something, taking the new steps, realigning in a new way, okay? And then... We, we jump completely out of the, the root center. The last gates will be up here in the throat center. Interesting, right? The throat center being the center for communication and for creativity, um, but also for manifesting, right? Manifesting. Every dream that comes up down here has to get pushed up to the throat center to be made manifest, right? And words, we equate words with manifesting. In the beginning, God said, and then there was, right? That's in a lot of the spiritual texts that we can read. The connection between 
a word or uh, what we say with what we do and then making it manifest. So uh, after the 53 of new beginnings, we go to the gate 62, the gate of preparation. And the gate of preparation is about seeing to the details, right? Remember Jupiter trying the sun we talked about first this morning is really about that big picture, the expanse of nature and the seeing things from that higher perspective. The 62 wants the details right? Nurturing, a part of the cancer nurturing is about seeing the details as well as the bigger picture. But it's also about preparing, right? We may not, I may not have that motor home yet, but what steps can I be taking? What details can I be seeing to that are preparing me for that? So this is um, often a gate where we think of aligning with language that supports what you want. So taking a look at the words that you're saying um, or the thoughts that you're thinking and then how do you how do you say things out there, right? Is it, um, oh, that's just a dream, right? It's a beautiful dream, which kind of seems to suggest that it's just a dream. It's in the dream realm. It's not in the real realm. And, uh, you know, so am I doomed to not get what I want because it's just a dream? So we have to watch what we say here and we have to be willing to take the steps, the details that are going to get us, that build one upon the other to get us to the bigger picture. And then finally, the last gate, that uh, cancer gate that we will have with the moon is the gate of the storyteller. This is also a gate of teaching. And in this gate of the storyteller, there's a lot of creative energy here. It's even though it's on the throat center. But it really invites us to tell the story of humanity in a way that is uplifting. Tell the story of your own path to creating something in an uplifting way, in a positive way, rather than dragging yourself down through the mud or through the dirt, right? Don't be, yeah, you know, I've tried everything and it's not happened. I have a couple of clients that are woe is me clients. And it's difficult to work with a woe is me kind of person. Right, because they have to be able to find the courage and the energy inside of them to be able to change the dialogue, the words they're saying, the thoughts they're thinking. All of us have to be able to do that, right? Because you don't get to A if all you can think about is D. It just doesn't happen, right? So, this, tra this transit of the moon through cancer brings us through a different ways that we can nurture ourselves and others to become more successful in our lives, right? To be able to move energy from the lower parts of the body up to the higher parts of the body. All right, questions, comments. Let me go back to StreamYard here. Um, Asa, yes, I'm a manifester. And let's see, JLo, good morning. I was wondering where you were. Uh, she says, so interesting. I found myself on the Gene Keys website for the Venus sequence contemplating on the journey. Um, there's a tapping noise, perhaps from the headphone cord. Oh, probably. Did I get it wound around? Because I'm moving a lot. I talk with my hands. I talk with my body. Uh, so maybe that's what it is. Uh, Christine. 
I don't know what you, you, sh you said, I, I don't know what you're saying. And TJ, yes, I will pull a card for us for the weekend. Any, um, any uh, hmm, suggest, oh, it's my earring that's hitting. It's my earring hitting this. That's what I'm hearing tapping. Let me move my earring out. Any suggestions for a card? I'm feeling, what am I feeling this morning? I'm feeling we need a spirit animal. And, okay, a Dreamweaver card. I love this deck. So let's do the Dreamweaver first. Usually, Tom, I don't put an earring in because of the headphones sitting. It pushes the backs into the back of my ear and it hurts. But this morning, I forgot all about that. <laughs> all right, so this is a card. Ooh. We get all the magic everywhere. Oh, I love this card. Look at this card. All the magic everywhere. And I, I would think that kind of looks like a... I don't know, an elephant dragon, maybe carrying a fish. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what that is all about. That is card number 14, which is a five. Five speaks to freedom, to constructive use of your free will, to build something, to move towards something. All right. So the essential meaning of let. Uh, no. Mm -mm -mm. 14, not five. All the magic everywhere's essential meaning is abundance, <laughs> prosperous potential, being responsible. The law of abundance is operating in your life now. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm always so amazed. I mean, I pulled this card, what it was our whole entire conversation about today. You are in a time of great potential and possibilities. It's as if everything you've been working for wished for and hoped for has brought you to this moment. Synchronicities are everywhere if you're open and you pay attention. This is your time to fully immerse yourself in the beauty of your life while trusting that all your needs will be met. Magical energy works through you for the highest good of all. What is most important now is for you to have clarity on what you genuinely want to manifest and experience in your life. Be sure you're willing to take responsibility for this and go the distance to care for your co-creation. What do you need to believe for you to receive all the riches you deserve? Can you take a moment to define what abundance means to you? Good one. Is it financial prosperity, love, good health, or creative achievement? Be careful what you wish for because now is the time for dreams to come true. All the magic everywhere is yours to experience. So, so perfect. So, so perfect. Okay. And now let's draw a animal spirit guide for us uh, for the weekend. Uh, perfect card. I know, Asa, right? I mean, spirit just gets us in the right direction. That's for sure. Ooh. And <laughs> we get turkey spirit for our animal spirit, card number 61. And it says, give with gratitude and grace. You know, that's another one of the great laws of the universe, the law of abundance, of course, but the law of giving and receiving, where if you want to have more love, then you give love 
right? So giving is receiving and it goes on and on. So let's read about Turkey. It was right side up. So, except the book wasn't. Uh, so 61 is a seven. So it has a very spiritual component to it. And Turkey spirit says, um, is that we always have the potential for manifesting a rich reality for the turkey represents generosity and a celebration of abundance through giving to others. Give freely without expectation and you shall receive for the manifestation of abundance is happening right now. Align with it by sharing your good fortune with others, whether you give money, loving guidance, the gift of listening or kindness in any form. Immerse yourself in the flow of generous abundance, being a channel for turkey spirit and the desire of spirit to see all beings experience the blessings of plenty. Give with gratitude and grace from a wellspring of love and compassion, knowing that spirit will respond by giving you all that you need in this moment and all moments to come. That's a good one. Turkey spirit. Turkey, 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 and all the magic everywhere. Here's both cards that we drew for the weekend. All right, everybody, that is it for me this morning. Uh, remember, I will not be with you on Monday. I will be with you next Friday, however. So I'll see you in a week. And many blessings to all of you for an abundant, prosperous, healthy, loving weekend and life. All right, bye for now. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design, and Gene Keys Wisdom. Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets.